hop back in here. Last week, dude, a couple weeks ago, I went shooting range for the first time, like pretty much ever. Oh, cool. I separated from the Air Force. I got some training on like an M16 and all that, but we shot some handguns, dude. It was pretty cool. I'm trying to set it up to go with my dad again because it wound up being a really like short version, I guess. Like, you know, they have some gun club over in Warren and that it's pretty much run by like members, you know, and I guess there's like a range officer who's supposed to be kind of like controlling it. So that day they didn't want to like open an area and they were just kind of like, you got to share with these guys. But then these guys are pros who do this shit and like compete and stuff. So, you know, it just, it didn't work out because I'm a, I'm a fucking newbie. I didn't know what was going on. And my brother, Chris was there, my dad, and they were kind of like, ah, this is a, a weird day. It's usually not like this here. So trying to get back in because that it was super cool. And maybe I can get some more training because, you know, I've considered like you, you want to have a weapon or some kind of handgun for protection and all that, mm-hmm. but it's cool to do that stuff recreationally. I want to try some like skeet shooting, like the little clays. Yes. Who's just talking to me about this? Someone just was showing me the videos. They go. Either that, I want to try like bow hunting. Like that stuff seems not, not even hunting, but just archery and trying to figure that out. I think that stuff be super cool, but imagine killing a deer, hunting a deer. Yeah, and then like having eating it and meat for half a year or something. That that's the type of stuff where you know you get your own Cave freezer in the base basement. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Can you even do that where we live? Like, I guess you could probably drive out to what New Hampshire. It's probably some area. Yeah, I mean you gotta get like tags and licenses and all that. Blah but blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, other than that, dude, just, yeah, go throw them, and then you can just put them on the grill of your truck or something. Yeah, you just need an orange vest, the right guns and ammunition. And then you just Elmer Fudd out here, son. <laughs> yeah, this is my permit right here. This Duck season. Rabbit season. Yeah. Duck season. <laughs> Deer season. I've been trying to figure out ways to try to communicate better because part of what I'm learning about myself built up all these defense mechanisms and pretty much like just shut down when in high emotional stress. So obviously it's something I've noticed throughout my life, but not knowing that like, oh, this is just a pattern that, you know, you developed when you didn't have a choice or you didn't know any other way. Yeah. A lot of times our surface, our conversations kind of stay surface level. So, you know, I want to talk about stuff like death. Let's sit down and talk about death. (laughs) Hey, you guys know you're going to die soon? What you think about it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, this sounds great. I don't know yeah. if they think about it too. And and it's super uncomfortable. But this is something like like it it's just blows our my mind sometimes in, in our culture that we don't like it's a a thing we keep behind closed doors and it's like, you know, it's super uncomfortable. But then other aspects of it too, it's liberating in a sense where you know we were talking about this in a conversation with with Brandy a couple weeks ago where if you do things because you're going to die, not in spite of dying, oh, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. It's the same idea. So if you start talking about death, it doesn't have to be this morbid, sad thing. It's more of like acknowledging this part of life that is coming for all of us. And and just trying to get some wisdom from some older folks. Like my, my parents, dude, like 60 plus years old, they've been doing this for a long time. It's gotta feel weird doing this for six decades and still not have any idea what's going on. Like I, knowing that you never figure it out is kind of like astounding to me that it's one interesting. The, we get better. One of the best things, one of the best things I'm glad I learned early is that I'll never figure it all out. The sooner, like, you, because it used to be so frustrating, you want to get answers and you need answers, and oh, and you look for the answers, and all you get is more questions and more questions, and you never get any answers, and it becomes very uh, uh, dissatisfying, very disheartening, you know. 
with that though, like what would you like we talked about before? What what would we do differently if we had answers why humans exist? And then with all the variability in, in lifestyles and characteristics and all the diversity of, of people, imagine if we all found out that we had to have one objective or one meaning or outside of there's certain society structures that we all agree on, but your individual game a lot of times it's kind of like it seems like we get to pick it but then if there was one meaning for everybody that would kind of stomp on that a little bit Mm. i don't know you know obviously there's no no way we would know but it's interesting to me that like like you said you, you don't get to know like you don't get to be in the body and be conscious and know everything like that's it's the two sides of the coin so it's part of the experience but I think about like what would we do differently if we knew answers like if I don't know what what's an example of a question yeah let's start there so what's a question knowing the day you're gonna die okay so you know the answer you know exactly when you're gonna die everything yeah yep minute second you can even add how to the thought experiment but it's not even necessary to get to where we're trying to go so now we know that what advantage do we have in life is there one yeah, it's, it'd be hard to say if it's an advantage. What about this? What about it depends what we know, what answer we get. So maybe knowing the day we die doesn't have much value, doesn't change our trajectory, except as as we get close, except, you know, how close that day is to, to, to the moment we find it out and, you know, et cetera. Um, and as you get closer to that actual day. But what if a, a question such as what happens after you die that's and an interesting learn, one. And you learn the answer to that. So we would have to go the extra step and be like, all right, what's the answer to determine how it would affect us, right? Can we do it without going that extra step? Can we leave it at, all right, that's the question. We got the answer to it, whatever it is. We're keeping it in a variable X. How would it change us? So we might still be able to answer that because it would be a little bit simpler. Otherwise, we have to define all the different answers and then, you know. Yeah, um, I think the next thing I would start asking is like, like what do we do now influences that or no matter what that next phase happens after death because if it was that second one where no matter what that that's going to happen this is the next phase then it can be a little so if it's a question that's going to get answered then that's the way right it would be answered i mean no we could get the answer that like you could decide what it is like you know what i mean like who knows well i don't know because i think about that stuff again in the sense of like what would i do different because if i had if you had the answer to like what happens after you die, it's almost kind of like, um, I don't, I don't know if it would be the same as giving away the, the end of adult movie or something. Or if like somebody's telling you without the details, Hey, there's this crazy twist at the end. You're going to like it. You'd be kind of like, Oh shit. All right. Like, you know, I'll stick this out. But then if you, if you would know, you live into like, if you found that out, so we do have to break down the answers. Cause yeah, that's a little what, bit. yeah. So like, say you found out that like, yo, it's amazing when you get to the other side. Like this is this is hell. Even though this is great, like in comparison, this is hell. You're gonna get to heaven. What would you? What would you do? I know. I I wonder if I would immediately just live in debauchery and just go balls to the wall and just you know go out in like a fucking firework and then death takes me and then whatever I go to a better place. Like let's go. Yeah, but then again, like we we think about like does the our experiences and, and condition now affect that because if it was the same no matter what then yeah i think 
I, I don't know what the percentage of, of humans would, but do if, the same thing. If we all knew that, like we'd just be partying until our physical body can't hang anymore. Can't take it. And, and then, then like, see you on the other side. Right. <laughs> but then start thinking about like, what, and maybe in the light of some of like religious texts that talk about, you know, living a proper way so that you get aimed in the direction of heaven, whatever that right. means. Right. So then that would obviously influence, you know what I mean? If you knew that, like, oh, yo, it's Christianity is the one true religion. Oh, yeah. shit. You'd be like, oh, you grab a rosary, you go to confession, communion, the whole nine. So that there's a there's an obvious answer. I mean, uh, uh, that's obvious what, how we would respond. What's another answer to the question? On death, on the other side of death, it would be nothingness. We do the opposite of if we found out it's better than here, right? I would. You would try to live every goddamn live moment. every second. So would that be like a regression in the sense of like, you know what, during this lifetime, we didn't get that everything is just you and that like, you know, we're projecting all our stuff out. But the whole thing was just to learn that like, you're only seeing yourself in other people's reflection and that if we didn't do that correctly, whatever that means, just did some air quotes for the for the listeners, but <laughs> the Buddhists, they talk about like, you reach like enlightenment or nirvana, and that's supposed to be like, again, like the theoretical part where you don't have to come back into a human body anymore, you're freed to the next level, whatever that is. But you, they, they talk about like being stuck in the wheel of karma, and I think a lot of times, I mean, I, I've looked at it this way before, you hear reincarnation and you think it's like, a blessing like oh you get to come back but i think part of the buddhist philosophy looks at it as like a punishment like you have to keep doing this again until you figure out that it's just about now and experience and again like i don't know what their ultimate like they have their eightfold path there's a lot of stuff that's been passed on with this where if you live by these things you have a better chance of going to the next level type thing mm. Well, if you look at like what a lot of religious, a lot of it was like blueprints for issues of the time. You know, a lot of the stuff of the Bible, like a man shouldn't lay with a man. You know, it's theorized that probably was there because we need you to make babies because yeah. we're because we're, we're only like six of eight babies are surviving. Like, you know what I mean? We need now. There's too many humans, so it's kind of like. So with that being in mind, it might have been the exact same thing of like hey too many of us die young or even like at birth so don't take your own life like you know we need you like john we you can't take your own life because if you do no one's gonna plow the wheat tomorrow so please nobody freaking kill themselves yeah, that, that makes there's only sense a few of us just surviving and <laughs> yeah and that's why you'd find them like across country lines you know but the same message of like yeah no dude because I don't care if it was in, we were in China or the colonies, like the same thing applied. Like, no, come on. We need all of you. Please stick around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that the sense I like, you know, I've heard some of that stuff along the lines of like, there's no, there's no like mistakes in the sense of like existence. People have kids by accident it can go both ways that that was part of the plan, but also that's not going to be the ideal situation to, to raise a kid or for that kid to thrive and really you know, fulfill their spot. But then some of the most amazing stories come from those places where mm. people had to have the craziest odds. And then they're the ones that start companies or discover DNA strands or some shit like that. You know, like they were just talking about the DNA strands the other day. So that was top of mind, as they say. <laughs> top of mind. 
But I mean, that's just an example of like, you hear about this in the, the comedy world where you never meet anybody interesting or funny that hasn't had a shitty life. Mm, There's yeah. never anybody interesting that has everything figured out. And it's right. like, some sort of trauma, some sort of. It's interesting thinking about that shit, but then that's kind of what some of these struggles are for. Remember, we, t- we talked about that, that little story about Brother Ali and uh, his author, writer, poet mm-hmm. that's creating the story and stuff. That's a, a great analogy for like overview of like if our life is some kind of story, which I mean, we're, we're a story oriented folk right like we talk about this all the time like our idea of our personality is just stacks of stories that we tell and that get reinforced by other people some of them are true some of them are just you know outdated structures i know i have a lot of old fucking cobwebbed abandoned houses that are like holding up other structures in my mind you know Mm -hmm. that need to go and other times if they go all of the other stuff that whatever that is that's built on top of it can collapse too so that's kind of that psychological terror of if that's not true then what else what's the implications of admitting that said thing is not true that's what these in my experience it's what these deep psychedelic experiences are for because i've got to the point where like holy shit all of these stories are just something i keep telling myself Mm -hmm. and i told you this before like i've gotten deep enough where you know, it's the middle of the night, and I thought the concept of sunrise and sunset was something I made up too. Like, <laughs> I, w- I was that far gone that I couldn't disprove that it was just my own You're story. Like, have I seen the sun come? <laughs> have I? Especially That's like, so awesome. well, when you can't see anything moving or shadows changing, and yeah. like for eight hours, no everything looks to the same. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't tell if time's passing. Like, I mean, and that's where, you know, you go both <laughs> way, either way of, freaking out and start going with it or just hopefully we've developed some tools to say like well this is the state that i think i was seeking for for these for for some of these substances i Mm -hmm. wanted to get to a spot where i could back away from my story for a second so then Mm -hmm. i can lean into it and kind of say like well it seems like i'm here wherever that is why is this any different than what i was doing yesterday or an hour ago but there's something super weird about not being able to feel that linear unfolding of time where there's not other people around. I've done some of these obviously by myself for that purpose because like we do this in the same room together. I'm going to say like, yo, Matt, I'm freaking out. Like, are you here? Are you with me? And that brings me back to like reality for a second. But if there's nobody around, there's no sun, I, I can't tell if I'm making all this shit up. And I mean, I'll get into some deep, deep spots only off of, some cannabis sometimes like last night dude start thinking about amy and shit and like how i i feel like dude i had this like weird realization of like the term of like um you know somebody like being with god and i i like reformalized it last night in the sense of like i i was going like go back and forth all the time of like you know thinking about amy and imagining her and feeling her spirit and all of that with me but then also like at any moment throughout the day like i feel like i could just start like breaking down like if i a thought or an instance away from just like that devastation again of that Mm -hmm. that like somebody i grew up with just got ripped away and then sometimes it feels like a story so that that like i made up and then i look at these pictures and i'm like all right that did happen and that was real but then i I, last night i was thinking about the shit in the terms of like when people say that you know, like that person's with God now. I, I like visualize that as like 
now Amy's with the thing, like whatever that is, like the point that you you do things for, like you do things for God because they're good or that because it makes it, it's meaningful to you. So it felt like I felt this merging of that, like Amy's with God in that my story that I'm telling myself, like I, I do these things for Amy or because she's not here to do it, I have to be lean extra hard into life for her or with her. But now it kind of feels like it's the same. I used to have this concept of like maybe two different things of like, I'm doing this for Amy, but also for just for good, whatever that is. And now I feel like it's like, it's the same in that it merged to like one thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the best version of myself for Amy, but that's not separate from just good as a human. And I'm not doing a good job of like verbalizing it, but like I had this, this kind of click and I was just, I was just sitting here just weeping last night of like tears of joy, but still kind of like, it, it, it made sense. Like there was this like little click where it's like, it kind of felt like, you know, along the way I've been kind of like letting like pieces of that like go and pieces of me kind of go that were tied to Amy. Part of me was fearful of like, oh, am I going to forget her and this type of thing. And then like, you almost feel guilty, like not thinking about her all yeah. the time. And then, and then I still feel that way about Frankie. I'll still whisper his name out loud to myself just because of that saying that you die two deaths, one physically and the second one after the last time someone says your name. Yeah, so I'll like say his name out loud just in case because I feel that guilt of like how much can how can I let go? Am I allowed to let go? Is it wrong for me to let go? Yeah, those are all, you know, super interesting questions that we know there's no right answer to. But I've gone back and forth where it's like, you know, we know that we got to like let things go. But then, like you said, is it is it disrespectful? Am I dishonoring this person? But then, because it feels that way, you get a sense of that. Yeah, right. I did. I do still. Like right. you said. So I've been trying to work on reframing that to the point because, like, I've gotten better at it, but I don't want to like get sad every time I think about it. Mm. But like, I, I'm starting to pay attention to like the physical effects on my body when an atmosphere song comes on or something because like it was so meaningful to me and Amy. Like we, that was like one of the things that united us. That. So and every time this comes on, am I going to get this little fucking pang in my heart again? Like, I, I, I don't have to keep living that story. And I can honor her by other means of, like, wh whatever that is. So I think last night it was kind of a, a way of, like, let's merge this into, like, the good. Like, whatever the motivation is to do anything positive in life, whatever that is, Amy's part of that same thing now. Almost as a way to, like, offload it, to kind of say, like, I'm not forgetting you, but I'm, I'm merging you with the the highest version of me, like what I'm aiming towards. So, you know, she's still with me, but I, I felt a click of like, you know, I don't have to keep the the despair with me that whole time because she wouldn't want that. And I think about it, you can think about it logically, like, you know, we wouldn't want people that we leave to be behind, like, but I want the motherfucker to forget me. <laughs> Isn't that's the paradox, right? Whisper my name every now and again. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of part of what we're doing with these recordings here. Is yeah. That, but I think there's a lot of pieces that come out of that that apply to real life and definitely relate to this conversation. I don't know what it is about, like, if once I'm in a movie, once I'm into a movie and watching it, 
I always enjoy it. I've ne- I've rarely watched half a movie, you know. But the thought of a movie rarely sounds good. Yeah, because you know it's a commitment for an hour and a half. You got to sit maybe it's down, commitment. turn shit off. Yeah, maybe it's a commitment. Yeah, it's like this thing's demanding my attention for an hour and a half. Like, who the fuck does it think it is? <laughs> yeah, and then we go back to having our attention scattered in a million places anyway. Sweet, so I like it. Yeah, I mean, what a weird thing. It's just like, <laughs> you can't have my attention, but neither can you or you or you. And then, like, it's always but if just... But all of you want it at the same time, like, come on in. <laughs> yeah, but that means nobody gets it. That means nobody gets it. Exactly. I don't know. That's the old multitask thing. Like, you know, I'm a good multitasker. No such thing. No, yeah, you're good at doing a bunch of things half-assed. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's scientific, too, right? You know about that. About, like, there is no actual... Absolutely. You can train to a point where you're basically you might as well define it as multitasking yeah. but it's the brain switching from one task to another exactly and and you can i mean it doesn't take long to even run this experiment you cannot yeah. pay attention to get two lost things and tell time. me you don't turn your fucking radio down oh yeah dude and you need to turn down this other thing that's taking your attention you know what i mean so you can yeah. focus on anybody that's ever tried to listen to music and read at the same time good fucking luck you're either reading with noise yeah. It's not any different than a construction site outside or you're listening to the music and yeah. just looking at a book. Right. Not, or switching quickly between the two. Yeah. And you're not maintaining stuff. I mean, no. I've tried to do that. You know, I, I always thought that like, oh, I'm going to study with music on or something and it doesn't work. Like it's a good distractor. So, you know, I'll, I'll put in like white noise in the headphones sometimes and then just have that going and that helps me zone out, put some shit on rather than I'm just as guilty as anybody else about the attention thing. I'm just dying to grab my phone or I I set myself up that way like I set like put on a podcast so there's my audio stimulation I need something visually and I also need my hands to get busy so like you know let me grab the Nintendo Switch or my phone yeah or something like that and like to me that sounds like a great evening and it's like probably not a healthy thing it's it's fine like but if if we never have opportunities to really put our attention on one thing and practice mindfulness yeah because like that is a great evening but i've also experienced that same exact setup where now i'm not enjoying any of those three because i'm like low level distracted sometimes yeah sometimes i do feel like i'm in all three of them you're right but sometimes i get nothing out of any of them yeah man and and then like i keep setting that self that stuff up in the same way and then and then i'm like annoyed at the things because i'm like why isn't this why isn't this taking my attention where I want it to go? And then I'm like, where do I want it to go? I don't even know the answer to that. So mm. how would these things fill it if I don't have a goal of where it should be? Hmm. Something that I've noticed late, uh, recently, completely like off topic. Um, I've been taking this additional, it's like an add-on to my uh, antidepressants. And dude, it is amazing. Amazing. What do you got, like some ashwagandha mushrooms or something? When you're talking about add-on. It's an add-on, yeah. It's like a, it's like a, a DLC. It's down, downloadable content after I bought the original game. Billify or something like that. It's like, it's a sidekick. It's the Robin. It's what Robin is to Batman. It's the Robin to Prozac, basically. It's Robin. Right. It's Prozac's Robin is what it is. <laughs> well, or, that's good. So, yeah, you got a, a prescription. You made it sound like, oh, I came over this... This new shit, I no. ground up these these kale leaves and no, but this this one works like nothing I've ever tried before, like or even the the Prozac that I was on. What like, what how do you describe it? Well, I don't know. I've only been sleeping like six hours a night, but like 
am awake, motivated. It's just crazy. But even I think I'm normal. Like, I never even wanted, even when I'm Prozac, wasn't drinking all that stuff, didn't want to do the things that, like, I normally like to do. Yeah. Didn't want to do that evening that we just described. Put on the podcast, play a game. Like, I didn't want to do that. I just go to bed. You know, and that was like, I thought that was good because I didn't want to friggin' kill myself. So, like, I thought that was a good level to be. Now on this, now I want to do things. Like, I want to come here. I want to research. You know what I mean? Take the time and energy to do that. Like, I, but it's just because it just feels like I just have the things there to, that gives me, it's even that allows me to enjoy it because it's the same things. The only thing that changes, whatever's going on in here, you know? And well, that's great, man, because it, that feeds back because like you said, the whole thing of coming here and doing the research, like that makes me take this more seriously too. And like really value this time. And like, I don't, I don't take it for granted that you come all the way down here. I know you're doing some training in Newport, but just the fact that you make the trip says a lot, you know what I mean? Because this is something that's interesting and fun, but all this is really going to take is consistency mm-hmm. and showing up and just doing it and doing it. And we'll figure out how to put this online. It's going to find the place that it needs to be. We're going to find listeners, but we're starting just just like anything else that's authentic. And this is just fun to do. And we're just filling time in our story. Yeah. But I think we can reach other people, man. There's a lot of people going through the same shit as us. And even, you know, like we said, our future selves are going to listen to this. It's wild. It's wild how, like, normal I feel. I feel like... You probably even always heard me say, like, I've always, like, been in, like, a crowd of people and always felt, like, the the odd one out or, like, you know, felt alone, like, when I was surrounded by people, that sort of stuff. And now, just literally since this medication, I mean, I, I have therapy, I have a psychiatrist. I haven't seen my therapist in a couple of weeks. Uh, I keep forgetting to reschedule. I'm going to miss my last appointment. Um, but just based off this medicine, I now sit in a crowded room and I feel like the people around me. I feel, I don't, okay, so how, let's word that a little bit more, sharpen you say, that so, down. So you, you were on some prescriptions for a little bit. Yes, and, and there's this, a newer medication that's supposed to add on if you're already on antidepressant. So that's it's, the most recent one that. Yeah, so now I'm still on the original and now I have this little, it's a tiny, tiny little pill. And it didn't even take like, you know, these other pills take like weeks and months and, you know, this took, oh, oh, I mean, it takes like months usually for these things to really set in. This took like within a week's time, like I could feel it. It's like even just before, it's like even if I wanted to do something, the thought of doing it made me not feel good. Yeah. yeah. To, to keep it simple and gently, like, you know, maybe I should start to slowly dig into what would I mean? What was that not feel good in what ways? You know, it was like made me feel anxious, definitely. Uh I don't know. There was the opposite of whatever motivation is. What's the opposite of motivation? That's what it was. Do we have a word for that? Lethargic. No, because it wasn't a laziness. It was like a push away from. You know what yeah, I mean? Like ap- I feel apathy. like maybe I feel like lethargic is more like lack of doing. You know, where this was almost like, hey, that's something I enjoy. And like, no, like I want. You know, and that's where substances and stuff like mm-hmm. that like provided an easy escape from that not feeling good, you know, but now dude, now look how good I'm doing at work. Yeah. Look how good I'm doing at work. That's huge, man. And like I was saying earlier, I want to keep asking you about that because like, it's wild. I always suck at work, <laughs> but, but I, I want to help you reframe that story, dude, because like you're not a shitty worker. You've just had no. shitty jobs. Oh, I hate them all. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. You describe yourself as someone who has a good work ethic. 
Yeah. Oh, I can be. Exactly. Look at how I go. Like, I, but I'm all or nothing. Either I'm all in, and you're gonna get, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this guy's amazing," or you're like, "This is the worst fucking employee." And, and what are the things that influence that? So I know, like, what you're just talking about, like before it would. Right be... now, nothing's influenced it as much as the medication. Yeah. That's wild. Kind of scary or sad but or I don't something. Know, you've like, been you know, so like, consistent with exercise too. Like these are gonna be things that add in. Like that. That's not nothing. Yeah, but no, I've been consistent with. Actually, you know what I mean? Like this, say like this small time for me, about a month and a half where it's been super consistent. I've done that a million times over. Yeah, not, and the not other without things, drinking though. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes so, yes. you know, it's a different circumstance. I hear what you're saying though, but you're that's, right. that's normal things that always influence our health and, and emotional state anyways. Oh, I wonder if it was, I know too bad. I didn't do the, what's the whole, um, like when you do like one thing at a time to you limit eliminate one thing at a time yeah. so that you deter, you can really find what yeah. it is so it kind of sucks that i added that medication and i've gotten almost to the two month part of no drinking yeah so it's impossible for me to say which and, and a little bit of both yeah but. and it doesn't suck that you did that but like for a, a controlled experiment sure yeah. but the fact that you're having positive benefits dude that's exactly what yeah. we're looking for but i i can say so you know i i did get to the point i i had enough time before taking this medication of not drinking where for the first couple of weeks you feel like I feel I felt I was feeling better than I feel now I feel normal now which feels great feeling normal feels amazing but when I first stopped drinking I was on a pink cloud I was on cloud nine I was almost manic you know and then that's what kind of happened I think that's why my psychiatrist was pushing me like no you need to take the second medicine and I was like I'm okay I'm okay the pink cloud it, it it pops so yeah and then you come and then you come back down to reality and now you feel again mm-hmm. and feeling isn't always pleasant you know oh, yeah so and that's where i was and i was like i could push myself to get up i could push myself to go to the gym i could still do those things yeah but i still they i was just moving you know what i mean i was just kind of going through and this this did something i feel like alive like it's crazy well that's good man and you're digging back into like the creative like hobby stuff to make the other stuff enjoyable yeah. because nobody's getting by in life by just having a job that they're they're tolerated at you know it's what are you doing in between and you know we we know american culture is heavily focused on you're 40, 50, 60 hour a week. So that doesn't leave a ton of time for the other stuff. So as you're, I'm learning too, is like we have to carve out time for recreation in a way that's like almost structured. And I have a hard time with that because default to like YouTube and watching other podcasts when within the last couple months here, I'm trying to figure out like how do we make content and do things that we enjoy anyway, but that can also maybe give back. So, I mean, that's a huge part of it. But if you don't, kind of schedule time for that it doesn't happen you know like rather than if if i if i have this this goal of like making youtube content but i don't like set time to do that it's it's what are the chances that it's just spontaneously going to happen i'm just going to be in the mood someday rather than sometimes i'm going to have to force myself to sit down and like yo this is the hour block that we're doing this it might not all be beneficial but waiting for just like the mood to strike that doesn't work. Not for me. No, and you're not creating any muscle memory. You're not practicing. You're not working out. You know what I mean? On whatever that thing is. Yeah. Well, something interesting, I think I heard you say the other day is it's like the journey you've been on the last couple months is along the lines of like, like the point was to stop drinking or something. And it's like, maybe, but that like, as you've already identified, that's the thing that was like 
covering up not feeling good. Yeah, well, that was one one of many things. Yeah, that wasn't helping. The, the point wasn't yeah to just stop drinking. Like no. that's a piece. And yeah. I know I know you you know that, but I think some in times of stress, I kind of heard you say that as like, look, I, I stopped drinking. Like, why isn't everything better? Type thing. When yeah, but I know yeah I do say that, but I say that almost like yeah ironically sure. like oh look at look at how ironic I'm in the best position, and my most important relationships are like as bad as they've ever been like it's just very ironic you know it's more of an observation there's so many people going through a similar situation that feel trapped and you know we're working through this we're we're trying to do it but you know not saying you have any answers now but kind of documenting the part of this process i think would be super beneficial for a lot of people i'm going to continue to unpack this this stuff trying to get more open on that because like i'm talking about this stuff with my sister alana and you know, Brandy, and there's just, we all have this thing where, like, our parents, this generation was just about shutting, like, not talking about this stuff yeah. and just burying it, yeah. and then subliminally or, you know, otherwise passing it on to us in ways. And some of this stuff, too, is like, you know, I'm, you're just helping me organize my mind a little bit. So that, it help? it's the best way. Yeah, it's the only way. Yeah. And, it's the best. you know, that's, that's what dialogue and conversation is, because, like, you I don't know. I th- I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about this. If people don't have anybody to talk to, you start losing your fucking mind. There's nobody to check what you're saying or mm-hmm. reflect it or mm-hmm. say like, "How about that?" And then your our stories just keep going. You know. Then the, we believe whatever we tell. Yeah. yeah. The thinking is happening to us, man. These thoughts are just coming in. It's and then wild. If you don't have anybody to say like, "Wait, wait a minute, think about that for a second, who knows what happens? That's way more relevant these days and. I know we're all still just figuring it out, but there's a lot of a lot of good that can come out of that. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap it up for this one, man. It's fucking fucking great as every as always. Love you, brother. Love you, man. We're gonna come back soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dan's Den. Don't forget to follow and turn on notifications so you don't miss our latest releases. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it so we can reach more people. Also, check out our other episodes. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.